Welcome to episode 88 of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and this week I am joined by Brian and Kevin. We are three artists, illustrators, filmmakers, and all-round shit-talkers. And each week we take some of The Endless Stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Disney+, Amazon, Hulu, Spotify, YouTube. Wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. This week we are primarily talking about, in as spoiler-free a way as possible, The Glass Onion, which has a limited cinematic release now before it hits Netflix on December 25th, I believe. Uh, we enjoyed it. We also talk comedy, we talk Dublin, we talk gigs. Bell X1 played recently. Um, so we touch on all of these things, as well as probably upcoming trailers, Marvel stuff, a lot of the usual nerd things. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast, heading over to iTunes, heading over to Spotify, rate, reviewing, liking, subscribing. All of these good things really help us out. Tell a friend about the endless stream. On top of that, you can head to Instagram where we put up art and audio clips to go with each and every episode. And that's a great place to send us a message, disagree with us, suggest something for us to watch. You can also send us an email at theendlesscast at gmail.com. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. That's a great place to start, man. Uh, Kevin, what are you doing I'm tomorrow? I'm going to be doing a zine workshop at uh, Little Deer Comics in Smithfield, and I'm very excited for it. I think they're going to, like they're going to basically show you how they like you know because the obviously the guys are experienced in the comic book creators and all that jazz, but they're going to be showing you like stories and like story kind of aspects, whatever you know, just things from there. I guess their experience, but they're, but the main thing is they're going to be showing you how to make a zine. So I think like you kind of you work in your story, you do whatever, and then they'll show you how to format it online to print it off and make a zine out of it, you know, which I'm looking forward to doing because I don't know how to do that. And it'd be cool to kind of just, you know, go there, meet people and see what's up. Is it, because I know there's um there's a place called Damn Fine Print mm-hmm. that does a little bit of that zine workshop thing as well, I didn't um, know that. where I think it's the thing where it's like you're printing an A2 mm-hmm. page. Or an A3 page, and like you fold it six ways, and suddenly it behaves yeah, like a little yeah, book. So it's like printing. Yeah, I'm sure that's out. what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, and they're going to show you how, like, like a, yeah, exactly how to print on the on the sheet and stuff. I don't know if you'd be interested in doing it, Aiden. To be honest, I figured you might not be. You have a lot going on. Um, yeah, I've kind of too much going on. I am curious. Anything, anytime I can add a new thing, um, that I know how to do, I like doing yeah, that. You know, yeah. but Maybe um, share with you some stuff. Yeah, if you learn things, yeah. tell me. But I think I think it's going to be fun. I think it's very exciting, right? It's a pretty good idea. Yeah, yeah get some zines going. And I was and I was talking to uh, uh, one or two of the comic book shops in town just because you know chatting away with the lads, and uh, they said that they, they put if I if I did if I did anything I liked, which is probably not not likely, but that they would sell it. So we'll see. Class man, but that, that's I that's when you say if I do anything you liked. Uh, get over that. You know what I mean. If you do something, sell it. You know, I can get it out. I there. have a. Um, I, I, I kind of because I want to go in there prepared tomorrow. I don't want to be like sitting down going, "Oh, what am I going to do?" You know. So uh, I took. I think Brian yeah. suggested this before to me. Uh, Brian, actually, to be fair, Brian, I was talking to Brian ages ago about doing a, a script or a comic, and everything Brian said actually turned out to be true and came true. Uh, basically, he said, like, "Do something small. Do this. Do a, do a song or something, and all that jazz. And I don't try and do some big massive thing." And then I went off and tried to do the big massive thing that would never get finished. But uh, so I'm taking a leaf for Brian's book of trees and advice, and uh, I'm gonna banana a zine about uh, Big Iron, this the Marty Robbins song. 
I'd, I'd, with the big iron on his yeah, hip. I turned it into a little eight page. Yeah, eight page, eight seven, seven or eight page comic. I can't remember, but I've turned. I've I've started thumbnailing that already. So, yeah, I think I think songs, especially like Western songs, are a good place to start. You know, just stories. Yeah, I always wanted to do a little like, um, you know, ISIS, the Bob Dylan song. I was like that, like the. the I don't know what actually. Um, wanted. To, do you know I thought Bob Dylan. I do I do I do think you um if you were to ask Bob what it's about he would say I don't know I was just saying things um because it definitely feels like that but there's I liked the images in it at the time when I when I first heard it and um, I always kind of thought I could draw a little just illustrate each line he's got a few of those like there's one called um Lily Rosemary and the Jack of Hearts mm-hmm. do you know that nope. one no I don't listen to most Dylan um, to be honest I don't and and Ramblin' Gamblin' Willie. Ramblin' Gamblin' Willie. There's, those are three songs that I, like, yeah. um, Chris introduced me to a couple of them. He's a big Dylan head, um, or was anyway. Don't want to put that on him if he doesn't want it on him. Chris um, a Dylan hell, head, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I always said about him. It's his mantle. Um, yeah. you, can, you can see it in his face. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're, they're, you know, wanderly wandering stories but they've got good sort of western imagery he went through a cowboy face yes he might still be in his cowboy face it's hard to grow out of it let me tell you did you see Dil- Bob Dylan in Cork years back Brian when did he play the right. marquee or whatever that was called that was a while back I have, a, I have a vague notion like even then people were like god he seems tired and not really into singing <laughs> when was that that must have been 10 years ago at least yeah I feel like we were in college yeah I think so yeah yeah. Good lord. Um Was it worth it? Would you see Bob Dylan again? I would. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of went at the time because um <clears throat> every time the story of my my birth comes up, I'm told how my dad was on his way to see Dylan in Cork. And oh, then I got the phone call. I was like, "Nope, come to the hospital." <laughs> Oh, I so didn't know that. No way. He, he missed. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> so I, I I heard it for years and years and years. Like not not in a like. In a, well, of course, it's not your fault, poor baby. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, how are you not but, called uh, yeah. Dylan then? You know, it's a fair point. It's a bit disappointing. It's a fair Guess point. The name well was made. already maybe the name was already set in stone. Yeah. Dylan O'Sullivan. So yeah, when I um, when he played Cork some but twenty odd years later. Uh, I bought tickets. So I was like, "You can shut up about it now." <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking good. That is hilarious. So, did you get to go with your dad to see Bob Dylan? Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Yep, that's why I went basically. Like, that is amazing. That's so good. Just to shut yeah, him up. Just to. But but that's that isn't that incredible though. The day you're born, you know, then all those years later you could do it. That must be pretty profound for your dad. That's that's awesome. No, your dad probably didn't give a shite that you were gonna check. I'm gonna be with Dylan. That's brilliant, Brian. Checking the date on it. Looks like it was eight years ago, maybe. Yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's yeah, funny because I've, I've, I've searched this. I searched it on Google, and a bunch of YouTube results came up. And one of the things that went with my brother and my dad. It was great, but uh, there was there was two guys. I think they were sitting behind us. And once the show started, the entire time they were pissed already. 
and the entire show between songs they just kept shouting Tangled in Blue Tangled oh, in Blue I was like shut the fuck up um, he did eventually play it but I, I just searched Bob Dylan Marquee Cork and one of the first results that came up was a video and it's Bob Dylan tangled up in blue live at the Marquee oh, that's hilarious <laughs> to shut up the lads <laughs> when there's a poster by the guy who was requesting it the whole show I can't remember what I was saying, but this week I went to... See, I was actually very lucky. A friend of mine couldn't go to see BedX1 on Thursday and kindly sent me tickets for free, uh, which is great of him. Oh, uh, so myself and Emer went down to see BedX1 with the Dow- Downy Strings Quartet, I think it was. Uh, something like that. Um, and uh, I don't know if you remember BedX1 back in the day. Uh I do, yeah. yeah. I've just seen them. They played, they played a gig in the pavilion when I was working there. Yes, they're that great. A while back. Yeah, they're really good. I really enjoyed them. And it's mad when you just see like these three guys. Like, of, of course, like they've had a pretty stellar career in Ireland, you know. I like, got a pretty solid career in Ireland, you know. But uh, but just three guys on stage, like hoppers between keyboard or piano, bass, guitar, stand-up bass. Uh, banjo singing it's just like wow it's just a wealth of talent like I'd like geez, I'd love to be able to play one instrument and these guys are hopping from drums to piano singing and guitar and it's like it was it was awesome and like they, they just it was such a clean tidy little set and uh, their songs were great and um, it was just it was just I know it sounds a bizarre way to describe a gig but it was just super endearing to see these just three guys just doing something really really cool and kind of beautiful or whatever you know it was just so nice it was a great little experience uh, we had a blast. We had an absolute blast. And then um, last night we saw a band called Columbian Mills. Have you ever heard of Columbian Mills? Columbian Mills? Nope. I wouldn't have a clue now, to be honest. Uh, Emer's brother, his best friend, uh, was asked to play fiddle for them on stage. So we went down to kind of watch the lads, you know. Um, I don't know, prog rock, lyrics, I don't know, that kind of stuff. Um, but there was a support band um, before them called... Kazar or something, Kaza, and uh, that was pretty intense, pretty freaking wild. Uh, How's that spelled? Uh, K A Z A A S or something like that. Um, very very good, very very good. Uh, like I said, a bit a bit intense. Now you know, I wasn't expecting it. Uh, a three piece, you know, kind of. Uh, lads doing like more synth type stuff and then a fella belting out li- like songs you know singing but his his voice was empowerful lyrically was very very intense at one stage like he ripped off his parka jacket and was completely topless and took out lipstick and dew in his face and wrote no love in his body and all that kind of stuff <laughs> pretty pretty insane for seven o'clock on a, on a, on a friday afternoon but uh but the thing is right uh i'm all for it as in like you go, go you like you know if you're, you're doing art you're being creative you're expressing whatever like kind of go for it why not it was it was incredible like i will i would listen to them if they have spotify stuff i'll add them to a playlist some of the some of those the songs are class but um super super intense a bit wild yeah but go go crack it's a band i really want to it check is, out a play in march um who's that be right we should go the comet is coming and when is it March. I, I, I'll be away the 6th, 7th and 8th possibly. I might be away the first week. I have a wee guess, okay. Bob. I think, it's the, I think it's the 14th. I'm not sure. 
Mm. Uh, where in Scotland? I am going to Glasgow. Nice. I've not. I've never been to Scotland. Um, I met this gentleman, Mark, uh, a couple of years ago at a convention. Super, super nice guy. He bought some artwork during lockdown and put it up in the studio and stuff. Uh, he's been keen to have me over. I've been keen to go over. So I'm going to head over in March and I'm going to go for a couple of days. Awesome. Uh, yeah, why not? I, I might be potentially going over to another guest spot in the UK as well. I'm going to try and start doing the old guest spots things again next year. Um, mm-hmm. They're fun. Nice. Uh, try, and, try and do work as well in studios that kind of catered to that, to that style. You know, in a sense, like kind of get in with some of those those shops. I was invited to a shop in London, uh, quite a quite a popular shop. Uh, I won't say anything yet until I have it all sorted out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they invited me over. Um, I didn't go because of COVID, but I will go ASAP. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So they invited me over. I will. I will go. I will go for sure. Um, try 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 and do a few little guest spots because Emma can work remotely, and her her boss uh, or her place are pretty pretty sound on her. Just like. You know, if she goes off and it's a it's a day remote somewhere else, a kind of thing like they're not gonna they're not gonna get too too stressed about. It, I yeah. don't think you know. That's great. Um, yeah, sure. But yeah, so uh, I'll go over there. It could be fun. Why not? Uh, you, you've never been. I've to never Scotland. been to Scotland. No, and uh, like you know, kind of. Me neither. You've never been to Scotland, Brian? No. We should have done that. We should do that. Some say well, Edinburgh would be great. We should we should yeah. go to Scotland. Yeah. Well, you're a good doof. Do you want to do you want to go to Scotland? You're doing fringe, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, so we. We booked accommodation for the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2023, which is the first step, you know. So it's, you know, we we as a group have decided we're going to do the full month at the Edinburgh Fringe. And we're just manifesting that shit into, into reality because it's like, you know, that there's no guarantee you get a venue. There's no guarantee you can book a venue. There's no guarantee you get offered a venue. Like getting a space to do that is kind of up in the air but you know we've taken the step that we've gone there's an apartment it's got six room to sleep six of us in the centre of Edinburgh it's free for a month costs that much money let's fucking bite the bullet money down we're booked we're going so Connor's going with you is he? yes he was at Bellis 1 I believe I think I saw him there he was did yes. you see him did you see him there or did I you saw see yeah Emer pointed him out Emer pointed out to him and I was like oh yeah so if you been there, actually, spot him, wouldn't you? He's he's a rangy, rangy chap. I don't know what that means, lanky but yes, I did spot him. Lanky motherfucker, oh. big man. He's a big big man on campus. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're we're um we're booked for that. It's exciting, but also like, oh man, you see you see me, I don't know, not spiraling, but you you see me trying to organize one gig a month. And it's like let's do thirty in a in yeah, a month in but, another country. Organising six people to take time off work. But that hopefully is a collective effort and not just on you. Yeah, it will be for sure. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was funny you were talking about um, the, the place we were last night. We, like we were doing a gig last night and like I can I can go into it or I can avoid chatting about it. Go into whatever. It. But it, it's, it's this place that used to be the Wellington on Baggett Street called Barella. And it was a kind of like I think it was a very sedate kind of old man pub on Baggett Street. Not old man pub, but like quiet, quieter bar. It would do sort of trad sessiony things, uh-huh. and they took over and renamed whoever took over and renamed it Barella. It's like really been pushing like events and gigs, and like there is a basement space, and that's turned into this little techno venue. So we're upstairs doing our comedy show, 
and we could just hear just coming up from the basement and even later when we go down to like the main bar you can feel it through the floor but it was so funny it's like half 12 music just stops gigs over everybody just comes up it was just so odd like like you said, like a bit much for half seven, your man tearing his shirt off and scribbling yeah, off. Yeah. It was just like, we're going to go down and we're going to go out of our bloody minds for two and a half hours. And then about half 12, we'll all finish up, get the last Lewis home. And just a row of like 20 year olds just politely walking out of the place. I was like, but to be honest, weird. but to be honest, as weird as that is, probably the best case scenario. It's sensible. Go, go, go and go and have your fun and be the prayer for two hours and then go home in a sense of time at like 12 o'clock and not be fucked the next day, you know, if we could it, all do it. It was so funny. It was a UCC and that was the con- students' Christmas party on Wednesday, Thursday or Wednesday, I think. Uh-huh. And they were right. queuing for pubs at like since seven in the morning. The pubs were opening at ten or half ten for them, and then playing music all day, all fucking day. And they were queuing. They were queuing to get in. Queuing pubs. to get into a pub at half ten, but like they're, Look, they're queuing gonna... since seven a.m. Yeah, I've seen videos that Brian. That's... Apparently, kind of like. It thinks it's mad, but at the same time, like some of these people are young, and some of these people had to spend very uh, informative years uh, in lockdown. So I don't really mind if they're cute to have some fucking mad experience. Um, But no, but I understand what you're saying. It's wild, but at the same time, like I do feel incredibly sorry for that generation. What about me, Kevin? Uh, Oh yeah, I feel sorry for you too, buddy. But I feel sorry for you regardless of you know. Whatever situation you are in life, I just generally feel sorry for you. Does cool. anybody feel sorry for me? No. Um, nah. Yeah. You got you got that uh, fucking massive zit on your head, though. That, I thought that, that was dirt in my screen. screen. Jesus Christ. I thought that was dirt in my screen. Wow. I love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even joking, though. There, there is a piece of dirt that is lined up perfectly. No, no, no. Like, just <laughs> perfectly with it. <laughs> the spot isn't noticeable at all but there is dirt on my screen that is it it's like right above it right now it, it it's a practically part- lined <laughs> i gotta take a photo don't move there is dirt on my well, screen it's i'm seeing <laughs> i'm seeing double four spots <laughs> i'm gonna send you the photo but um, it is dirt it's not the spot okay okay it's harder to see it through that massive vein that's protruding through your head now from sheer anger <laughs> yeah but i've got like a, a vein but i've also got like a ridge it's like it's like i have a fucking head injury or something i have a ridge i, get a, like, Brian, I had that here so i had that deep ridge I, if i feel my skull i can feel a deep ridge going down it looks like an axe wound yeah like it's it's not showing up now yeah. but it's right there down here it's like fucking Brian, i got, it's, I, got it's I got one of them is dead yeah I, I also have like kind of that that like i have that like almost like I want to say like Ron Perlman type, yeah, brow. You can like you can see my fucking brow on my skull. I'd say, um. Also, I've realised I have a Stan Lee hairline. Look at that, Stan Lee. <laughs> oh yeah, that's recession, isn't it? Uh, apparently, uh, I got my hair cut during the week, and uh, from Dawn Norby's partner, and uh, she said that my hair is great, and I was like, I'm not going, but am I going bald? And she was like, Far from it. Like your, your hair is great but uh yeah that is what people tell us to reassure us oh but actually no look look that's actually less standy than i thought uh, it's always angles it's always angles but, right uh, it's always angles. <laughs> angles my dog 
I'm, I'm not too worried about it. I'm not too worried about it. I'm, I'm this close to shaving mine at the moment, actually. It's kind of. Hey, it's beautiful, though, right? It's been a while since I shaved it completely. It, it's, off, it's, off. it's thinning massively. It doesn't look like it now, but it is. Like, receding was the problem for a while. And then, like, it just stopped receding, I guess. But now it's, like, thinning. It's getting really thin. And um, then there used to be like volume here. Yeah. There's no volume anymore now. Why don't you do the Why don't you do sparse. the match the match McConaughey thing of just whatever that was? Remember I sent you that plugs? No, he didn't do plugs. He got some. Oh, he did plugs definitely like, for a while. Roll gain thing. And mm. um, apparently that minoxidil uh, stuff does work, but it's not permanent, so you just have to use it. Forever, yeah. I heard that. It sheds yeah. a lot, apparently. Like it grows, but it doesn't. Okay. It doesn't stay in your scalp. Yes. Sheds a lot, so you have to use uh-huh. it nonstop, apparently. Yeah, well, I don't need to shed anymore. God bless poor Reamer. It's like living with a shaggy dog. <laughs> it's terrible. Even I think it's terrible. Hair everywhere. It's awful. We just gotta just just embrace it, boys. Just embrace well, that's it. what I'm saying. I, I might I might just shave it all off, yeah. and if it comes back, yeah. it comes back doesn't then it's if it doesn't come back then it's it was leaving anyway so but at least yeah. you can grow a, a good beard brian that's always i think uh well that'll help know, all right that'll help that will help yeah do it do a jeff bridges iron man one mm. now there's a good looking man though i mean and he's got great hair he still has great hair yeah have you watched you the old man he still has great hair i'm not actually i'm not it's, it's, i said i'm getting through community and then it's the old man speaking of community I've started season five. I don't think Have I've you ever never seen. seen community? I no, I've seen it up to season four, definitely. Oh, it was a big community. So season fan four for was sure. the gas leak year, right? Yep. Season four was when Harmon left. Yeah. What was this now? Express that. So ex- express that. Um, yes. Harmon got ousted at one point. Oh, and yeah, wasn't yeah, running the show. Yeah. But just one second, because I want to hear this. I've lost you. Can you hear me? So Dan Harmon got ousted at one point. Uh, uh, Brian might have better understanding of why that happened, but basically they got rid of him and they had two other people running it. My basic understanding was... The, it was a he, bunch of stuff. They, they weren't happy with him being public about the Chevy Chase stuff as well. So it was right, like, yeah, Usually, you know, they like to keep everything, you know, appearances of yeah, like smooth internal. sailing and stuff and internally and he was very yeah. kind of public about what a dick Chevy yeah. was uh, so he it was more than just it was partially to do more with the scripts and stuff but it, it, that was part of it too it's a lot yeah but he did talk about the fact that like you know they would he would kind of land things on them last minute in order to get away with things which is a time honored tactic in like producing things mm. you know like if you're going to if you're going to I don't know like if your script is going to be a weird meta examination of a particular film thing it's like don't give them time to think about it just get the fucking thing delivered last minute and make it um but uh season five like he came like one through three is kind of fun it's fun and solid um and then i enjoy the rest of the seasons but they all have this little like it helps to understand some chaos happening here like he was gone for season 4 he comes back for season 5 they kind of half pretend season 4 didn't exist they refer to it as the gas leak year I think there's one yeah. episode where there is a gas leak the Halloween episode but season and 4 so is pretty good 
season four is fine, but he's it's not, not great. He he he, it's fine. But he he considers it a like a, a kind of like he joked about it on his podcast, going it's kind of like a, a an insulting impression. He's not wrong. Um, oh, Kev's gone. Yeah, um, I don't know that insulting impression, but he, he feels like it was an impression of of him. Um, I I I think he's right. I, I rewatched it recently, and it's it's not good. But also the the seasons the subsequent seasons aren't great either. No, the the subsequent seasons. The, the Russos Kevin. had a huge part to do with that show. Same goes for Arrested Development. Um, mm. If you watch like the first episode of season five, I think of Arrested Development, oh, okay. it is it, it's it's like a bad impression. It it genuinely is because. They kind of establish like the visual language of the show, so they kind of know. I'm, I'm sure it's probably even directed by people who were have been on previous seasons of it, yeah. but it just feels so different. It, it, it's it it'd be great for anybody to try like teach how important style and kind of choices in terms of like shots and type of camera, handheld, different energy and stuff to compare the pilot and the first episode of season five. It is, it's it's. Is this are you, sorry? You still talking about community? Could I drop out there? Uh, it's kind of yeah. I was, I was talking about the fact that the the Russos had a huge part in. There was much creators of community, as Harmon yeah. is, um, and it's same goes yeah. for Arrested mm-hmm. Development. They they weren't just like directors brought on. They they had a lot of say in terms of the the style and the, the kind of creative choices of of yeah. both those shows. And I was saying that I rewatched Arrested Development recently, and the I think it's the first episode of season five. Um, just watch that side by side with the the pilot. It is, it's it's bizarre. It's there is just they they are copying the cuts and the type of camera moves and things like that, and it is just flat. Somehow it's wrong. Just mm. it's 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 really interesting. Like just even watch the first scene of it. It's um it's Michael Sarah and Ali Ashoka talking, and like it's doing it's doing the camera cuts. It's got the kind of handheld camera. It's doing everything that the show kind of previously did, and I just there is no punch. Yeah, it's no kind of like uncanny, it's it's like that uncanny valley type of thing. It's like it's it's the same, but it's, it's off. wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Community well, like, definitely takes a weird a weird shift. Season five for sure. Yep. Um, I I, I might have missed some of the stuff you were saying about that, but uh, yeah, it's just it's like it's like watching a different show. Uh, a winger being a teacher and all that kind of stuff. I kind of just wish to just graduated and just left it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of refer what they refer to it as the repilot. They're repiloting because they have to establish these characters are still around each other, even though. Yeah. So you know, Annie's back as a school administrator. Jeff is a teacher. Uh, Chevy's dead. Do they kill Chevy? They yeah, do. Don't yeah, say yeah, too yeah, much more that. Right. I haven't watched season five, yeah. all of season five yet, yeah, season six, but he- yeah. Chevy's not there for season five, though. No, no, he's dead already. Yeah, yeah. What episode is the, 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 the like, will reading one? Oh, um, it's season three. That's no, 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 no. Season five. Uh, it's not is Chevy it? dies with um, with your man from um, with Walton Goggins. Justified. Walton Goggins. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it's like episode four or five of season five. Yeah. Uh, I started really? watching it last night. Yeah, I didn't it's finish. It's very it. telling it last that night. like the the table read. That they decided to do, they picked an episode that Chevy is not in. <laughs> um, yeah, you know. Have, have you watched that? I've talked about this before, I'm sure. Have you watched that? 
the table, the table read. read of that episode. Have you seen it, Kev? Yeah, it's funny. With with uh, Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, I did see. It, I think. It's yeah, so, yeah. It's so. <laughs> yeah. He can't. <laughs> he can't keep his straight face for it. It's so fucking brilliant. He's. I do have a question about um, season five, though. Mm-hmm. Do you know the way Mike from Breaking Bad is in it? Yep. Does he actually replace Pierce? Oh, like is he is he in it all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they they, they have a they He's have gone a by sort of numerical six, dynamic they want to hit just for. They don't even explain it. They bring in um. No, don't say it. I'll watch it. What fuck? What's his name though? Finish it it. Yeah. What's his name? Tony, not Tony Todd. Tony Danza. David. Damn it. He's Goliath, He's Goliath. from Gargoyles. David Keith, Keith David. Keith David. Oh yeah, okay. Um, the 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 thing here, in many ways, and we're not going to say much, Kev, but like, this, there's no such thing as a spoiler for Community. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> it's just a goofy fucking show, and it's great know, fun yeah. and enjoy it. Yeah, but like you've said twice now, I don't say too much. It's like I'm not going to spoil Community. It's a fucking it's a clown car, you know. They're yeah. just going to keep coming out of it. I know, I know, I know. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's like a live action cartoon. I really enjoyed it, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I might, you know, I've watched it too many times at this point. I won't, I won't start it again. But it, it's one of those shows. that's like I don't know when that started airing, but it's like it was like eleven o'clock or uh, 20, ten to twelve on RTE two. You'd find an episode of Community starting. I think it was TV three. Like, I remember. F- it's more of a TV. I'm not sure, thing. but it. it Either way, I found it late at night on Irish TV, just buried. And it's like, why are you burying this? It's like, I always found shows like that or movies that were just awesome. I watched just a lot of it. I was about to turn the TV off. Yeah, well, that was, that was it though. But I watched a lot of it with, uh, I'd say it must have been like 2009, 2010 or something. But uh, I watched a lot of it with Mark Stokes. But uh, uh, very, very possible, Brian, that you put it onto it first or initially, you know. Um, but TV, late night TV, like an E and TV Dream and stuff, has some of my favourite stuff on it. Uh, like some random stuff. There used to be one called Now and Again. Uh, John, Goodman, John Goodman falls onto train tracks, dies, gets re- resurrected as a uh, kind of super soldier. I know it well. It's brilliant. Early edition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Love the, early the edition. Now and Again. Who, who the, the guy who's playing his boss is the president from 24. Yeah. Am I wrong on that? Yeah. 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 Um another not Keith David, but another that sort of type, that sort of stoic, deep voiced Keith David. Ah, he's in season six of uh Community. Oh that's awesome. That's um Elmore something, isn't he? Elmore. That's the uh that's uh what's it called him? Uh he was in open stuff, right? Nope. Is that what I think it was only is? He might be he, he's in He's in this. Yeah, he's in the start of Nope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank God. Yeah. 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 Great. Great guy. Um, yeah. He's now also in again. Was a weird one. Yes, he is. Yeah. He's, a, he's a guy who fights Roddy Piper. Yeah. Um, now and again was a weird one because it was like that. Like when did TV three start? Ninety five, ninety seven, somewhere around there. Um, now and again got me because it had this super soldier conceit and I love John Goodman he's only in it for like five minutes but for yeah. some reason the the, the the John Goodman goodwill carried through um, 
is dick all superheroics in that show. Great we, the, we we had we had so, we had no comic book content, so just the idea that yeah. somebody might be a super soldier was enough yeah. to keep us watching a series where basically it was just a guy in a lab who would like lift something that was heavy once in an episode and they'd talk about it and talk about the tests they were doing on him and he wanted to visit his wife but they wouldn't do you know this show Brian not very well no, no. not very well no, I haven't like, watched they, it they, they basically it, I've never watched it, yeah. you'd recognise the main ca- the, the, yeah. the main guy as well um, can't think yeah. of him you'd recognise him as well uh, but I can't think of who he is um, but yeah good show they kind of they kind of yeah they, they take uh John Goodman's character dies at the start of it and they take his mind and put it in the body of a genetically engineered super soldier and they're like we're going to use you for things and then they like basically never do um, I my, my memory of it is a lot of like soap opera basically but like it was just so funny that it's like all they had to do was like show him in a lab like just like benching some paper mache weights that shouldn't be liftable by a human you know what I mean like it looks crazy it's like oh wow he's a super soldier anyway is he ever going to get to see his wife again I mean this is well that's it isn't it he was always kind of like floating around his family and his family would get in trouble and he'd save them last minute and there was a whole thing of the government being like you can't you can't get too close and you know you jeopardize this whole thing and uh, all that kind of stuff you know it was it was, uh, it was good fun it, it, it had the like it was a little robocopy really it had the like you know we own your body and if you're not going to play ball we can just switch out a new brain type of thing you know Eric Close um, was the, the played the main character mm. before Michael Wiseman um, there was an episode that I remember where like what they were fighting was nanobots that would eat the lead and in ink or something and they they had unwittingly unleashed a, a pandemic of nanobots that were erasing the written word so every book was just being wiped off the face of the earth and they were trying to like digitize stuff as quickly as possible and like again it's so early internet days that it's like 97 98 that like they weren't taking it from a place of like of course every book is digitized you know or of course there's a there's a digital copy of so like he's like i think he's like there's a moment where he's like reading a Christmas carol or something to the public or Great Dickens or Great Expectations or something and the the book just says, that's it, it's all gone, you know. And it's a Twilight zone kind of thing. He wakes up and it was all a dream kind of thing. But, um, spoilers for a show Lazy. from 1997. But I, I, I never like an It's All a Dream scenario. Um, I, why did I bother watching it? Um, but oddly enough, that story did stick with me um, just because I was like, again... You sold me on a Captain America show, in essence, and I'm just watching scientists talk about, I don't know, a Tipex robot that's rubbing out books. But uh, do you remember a TV show? And uh, I want to say, like, I would, like, I know I'd find it if I if I look for it properly, uh, because it was definitely of that era, like kind of, um, you know, the first wave, the Invisible Man. John Doe, all well, the, those was things. Was the third wave? Third wave. So, uh, first wave was... Uh, uh, was it a first wave? Was a show about aliens and, like, Notre Dame The third wave. Because they were talking about the... the uh, 
like there was they kind of established some conceit that there's like three waves of of alien invasion the first is the probing the, the ufo, UFO stuff, stuff the third oh, is the, hang on edit it just one second uh my headphones seem to be not working properly so un momento por favor you can you go you go explain it i'm gonna mute my, myself okay well I, I mean we were i mean we were talking about a show that you were talking about so Explain it to me. So, uh, a little Googling leads me to uh, find out that uh, Kevin was right. It is called the first wave. Bollocks. Wow, my brain did shit to me. Um, that's weird. Um, yeah, it was it was kind of a hat in a hat kind of TV show where, you know, they just like, it, it wasn't enough that there was an alien invasion happening. There was an alien invasion that was predicted by Nostradamus. And they were using his quatrains to get ahead of alien incursion points. You know, they would interpret some four-line piece of text from a, what, 14th, 15th, 16th century prognosticator and use that to indicate that, like, aliens are going to be in Nebraska. And then they would go and investigate. Kind of x files you know what I mean? Like, you'd have to show up and find where the weird shit was. Um, but I think that's a good way of describing it is like it was over conceived you know it, it it could have just been an x-files type of show um you there Kev? i'm back yeah sorry about that okay you were right i apologize it was called the first wave i don't know where i got the third wave from. the the third wave yeah. definitely is another show there's it's it's not going to be or the third, third wave, watch then. it's going to be the third something um, third watch was a show a uh, cop show years ago all right uh Kind of emergency service show. It's okay if I remember it right. The first episode we meet this guy is like a former thief, but like a security specialist now for people. But he gets his life like fucked with, and his whole life starts to fall apart. And then he realizes that like it's a conspiracy that's trying to test his mental fortitude, and he breaks it. And the the idea is the aliens have established that there's 120 human mental archetypes and they can suppress and control X amount. They're trying to work out what percentage of the population are likely to rebel or be problematic. And he's like an archetype at 117. They put a name on him. Mm. Um, so again, there's your first conceit. He's a weird... He he falls within a resistant class of humans that's going to rebel or fight back. Um, he's our hero. That's our protagonist. Um, aliens are invading. It's a bit X filesy. Every every week they have to go and find where the aliens are fucking around with a locale, you know. So he, every episode he's in a new place and he's trying to work out where the aliens are doing what, because um, they're you know they look like humans. And on top of that, they add the Nostradamus predicting the future. Yeah, the different ways. So there's sounds awful. so many. It was there's great. so many layers of conceit on it, and yet I loved it. I loved it so much. Yeah. Any of those things, man. Sliders. Great stuff. Yeah. Renegade. Yeah. All of them probably, I like, I I get the same vibe off of all of them that they were like shot in Canada in the 90s. Yeah. Um, Do you remember the Invisible Man show? Yeah, great show, man. Great one. Really, really good. Where he's like, again, I think it's a thief. Yeah. And a government body inserts a weird genetically engineered gland into him that covers him in this quicksilver stuff that turns him invisible. Yeah. But it's 
it's like a psychoactive like it's addictive or it turns you ragey so if he uses it too much he gets hulked out yeah because i think you have to like medicate him as far as i remember there was a because there was like another version of it if you get me his enemy yeah. was a previous version yeah. of himself or something uh, yeah. but i feel like he was also like was he like uh, wrongly accused of something and he was this is his road to redemption yeah um did you ever get to the end of that show because i feel like it got cancelled before it really dug into this but they get into the idea that it's not a genetically engineered gland at all oh they got it out of a bigfoot and that's why we don't see bigfoots oh very interesting brian's face just i think the last hour in the morning yeah with aiden and kevin um, I so loved good. all this stuff, man. I loved all this stuff. My bread and butter, and it's definitely shaped my my uh, uh, my taste. But I, uh, but the thing I think is, I watched like stuff like this because it was all that was on, and I never really enjoyed it. But it was just it was all that was there. So. I loved it. I lived like, for it. I hate it. Yeah, I, hate it. I would buy SFX magazine and read about when the new series is were coming. Earth Final Conflict or Contact? That was a great one. Earth. Uh, Earth? There was first contact. That was it. Earth first contact. Was Earth it? final. This is all just like sci-fi channel reject bullshit shows. Like just it really was that made it. Channel reject. Dude, it, that, it was sci-fi when it. Yeah, that made it over yeah. here onto our small Irish stations. You know what I mean? Like, but uh, I loved it. But it was it was definitely it's definitely all the time. It's definitely like late nineties, early two thousands, like cheap CGI, People had spiky hair, yeah, great highlights. But uh, I was going to say I do remember a show, and I think it it, it aired on TV three late at night. And it was kind of like they'd investigate, like, kind of, which is, it was like, it's obviously this is where, like, I, this type of stuff I was super enamored with as a child, but uh, uh, kind of like uh, they'd investigate the paranormal and the strange and the weird. And I want to say, uh, not Niles Nile, not from Buffy, but the other Watcher, maybe, or somebody that looked very much like him, was like the main character, and he, or not the main character, there was a female main character, and he was kind of the. Like the show was focused on her, but he was the guy with the knowledge. The way Buffy is, the show's about Buffy, but then she has Niles or whatever, you know. But this one was like, a, I don't Giles. know, Giles. Like he had a, he was a librarian or I let something. It go once. But uh, thanks. Yeah. But uh, but I can't remember the show. It was like it was something Falls. I want to say it was like Wonder Falls or something, but it wasn't that. But it was some weird, quirky. Like I remember just one episode of them investigating like a case of stigmata and all that kind of stuff. But uh, weird stuff, but cool, really, really cool. When you start talking about it like this, you start to go, God, it's all um it's all very post X Files, isn't it? Oh yeah, man. You know, oh for hundred percent, yeah, it's all the same. Like X Files was ninety one. No, wait, was it? It's pretty early, yeah. I remember when that kind of was a height of the popularity in Ireland and I used to watch it, I used to have the indents beforehand, but why Zer. Uh yeah. Ninety three. Apologies. I was far too young to be watching it. It's like five. Mm. Oh, it scared the shit out of me. Um, yeah, I do, uh, I do, I do. You know, basically, it's like I have a fondness for those things, but I realize they're utter crap, and I'd probably struggle to watch anything of the same vein nowadays. Nope, I'd watch it all again tomorrow. Fair. Early edition was great, though. Of that show, I loved early edition. That, that. Again, it was so fucking stupid. You just, I. But it made me love Kyle there Chandler. Any answer why that man got tomorrow's paper? Doesn't today? matter. Do you want? Why do you want answer for things? I suppose you're right. Yeah. Brian gets it. 
what's the matter why you want to answer for um but yeah that's all i watched so yeah i went to a couple of gigs and i went and i and i watched community that's all i watched um you've both seen knives out we've you've seen knives out i've seen i'm oh, sorry i've seen knives out but i've not seen their newest one hmm. uh did you enjoy it yeah it's good fun so the killer is... Um, glad I, I'm glad I saw it in the cinema. Oh, really? Yep. How come? Netflix have bought it, bought the rights to distribute it or, or, or put it on Netflix, but they've given it a one-week cinema distribution. It's like one-week release window. Whether or not they go back on that in the new year when it's Oscar season or something, I want to build hype on it, but they're it's out this week, and it's it's beautiful. It's a, It's a great, fun time in the cinema. So it's worth seeing in the cinema if you can. Um, I'm going to cinema next Wednesday with you, though, so I'm not going to go to cinema next twice next week. Okay. Um, sorry, uh, Brian, I cut you off there. Um, what were you going to say? Nothing really. <laughs> but you you enjoyed it. I did. Yeah, it's, it means kind of hard to talk about it cinema? without you know you don't want to spoil too much. But um, I hope we get like one of these every kind of three or four years. You know. Um, they're fun like they're formulaic is kind of sounds too harsh a word but like mm. they're, they're, there's a formula for this stuff and Johnson yeah. he's he knows how to put a an interesting twist on it basically um, it's kind of Colombo 2022 yeah and like formulaic formulaic is the wrong word but yeah. like all the kind of base ingredients are there it's not you know yeah, and, uh, it it does it really well, and it's not. It's it's fresh, you know. It, it's mm-hmm. it's familiar, but it's fresh. Like I, I remember reading mm. the first kind of bit of news about the first film, and all I knew, all we knew was that it was Ryan Johnson. It was called Knives Out, and we knew the cast, and we knew it was some sort of detective thing. And the film I pictured in my head when I heard like Ryan Johnson, detective, Knives Out, Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, it was exactly the film. That I kind of, really? you know, not not not, not in terms of like not in terms of like kind of plot and beats and stuff, but like the no, of, but just tonally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of exactly the film that I was hoping it would be, and yeah. the sequel's fun, and yeah, I hope we just kind of get one of these every yeah, great. three or four years. Great. It's, it's Jeez, good that's, fun. That's and, the uh, best possible compliment you could give something, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's, <laughs> like it's I just, want more. It's, it's yeah, yeah, it's it's you know, it's what Bran is trying to do with the Poirot stuff. Mm-hmm. And the Poirot, like, I love Poirot, and I like... like I tried watching both Ms. of those, Marvel, and so much. they're not good. They're not. I like, I like the, yeah, I like the previous... I like the previous iterations. Kenneth have you seen those, Kev? The ones he's done? Yes. Yeah. Have, the original ones, like, no, 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 David... Like, no, Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh has directed two... He's done, what, Death and Mile and... Express and, and Death and Mile. Oh, I've not... I've heard they're you, Poirot. No, yeah. I'm not when I'm not watching them. That's a pity. Yeah, that's a pity. Yeah, I like because I, I, I haven't heard that they kind of weren't great, but I I thought you know it's my kind of thing anyway. Um, yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, for they, sure. They're not good. They're not. Do you know? Like, do you know? Um, in Captain America, uh, Hans, what's this guy's name? He becomes the computer in Winter Soldier. Toby Jones. Toby Jones. He's a British actor. He's yep. in that uh, detective or whatever it's called. He's in a great version of. Uh, Murder in the Orient Express, but I think it's Hercule Poirot with uh, what do you call him, David? 
Suchet? Suchet, yeah. But it's a modern enough one. It, may, it probably came out in the last yeah. 10 years. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, so like I I I watched those over over the decades, yeah. and like I'm actually just having a look here as well. They made seventy of those. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, over thirty seasons, um, from nineteen eighty nine, thirteen seasons from nineteen eighty nine to twenty thirteen. That those are beautiful, gentle, relaxed detective stories in the vein of what like that Agatha Christie novel should be. Yeah. Um, and I understand Branagh's impetus or his, his idea here like why isn't there a series why is this not a series of successful murder mystery movies with a decent budget and a nice big cast and get big release yeah. and it's a vehicle for Brana and they just they don't feel right for what an Agatha Christie mystery should be there's a lot of and bad at the same time Ryan Johnson really jarring as well and it? and it just it it really does pull you out you know especially when it it's tonally trying to be this like kind of globe-trotting thing you know um and it's yeah. like it's then it's some of the worst green screen you've seen in in decades and it just pulls you right out it's it's strange kind of stylistic choices you know um but it's it, it's funny that like murder on the orient express maybe i'm wrong about the book but i've seen two versions of it and where they start grand we've got a location but the 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 simplicity of it is it all takes place on a train i don't need a shit ton of green screen showing me like for it's it's the only version of it i've seen where they stop the train in the mountains get off the train run around a fucking scaffold chasing each other like why how in the name of god is there a chase sequence in a poirot movie there's a fight like on a scaffold i love that as well Whose like idea it, was it out action that poirot the chase that we get is in this like shitty little car and mm. uh, you know kind of it subverts that um it doesn't need the big flashy set pieces and then when it puts something in there it's it's kind of played for laughs um yeah and i think that like the glass onion to bring it back to the new one it, it it's johnson kind of like I want to say proving that we can do more of these things with Benoit Blanc and that that character is endearing and fun and like we, we learn a little bit more about him in this than we did in Knives Out and like I'll happily learn just a little mm-hmm. bit more about him each yeah. each episode like the, the extended social circle or his home life like they, they, they very gently touch in and around yeah. these things um, uh, the the I mean, staying stuff that's just in the trailer, like the cast is great fun. Um, uh, Ed Norton, I said to you afterwards, and again, without saying too much, he's really leaned in as an actor to the idea that people just kind of innately don't like this guy. <laughs> um, he's got an unlikability about him that uh, he is playing for. Um, he's playing very well. Um, uh the scale, like, I guess throwing the Netflix budget at it, the little bit of, like, the glass onion itself, this building, um, it's so ludicrous, and Benoit's reaction to it, even when he comes in, it's just like, what? Oh, oh my, oh my god, oh my, what the, what is the, oh my, after 2010, the year we made contact. Like, he's just watching things around him. Um, he's as, like, this is excessive. He's as, he's as kind of, like, what the fuck is going on as we are to it even like why is the budget for this detective story so huge and then it's still just people 
chatting to each other and knocking around the swimming pool. There's still pool only really so like three or four locations really in it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it works. They buy a pool, they're in yeah. a living room. Um, and it's funny. Yeah. I was the only one laughing out loud and I think it's just the amount of comedy shows I've been going to at this point where I am perfectly comfortable going. Yeah. If something's going to make me laugh, I'm not going to gently chuckle. I am... Oh man, I, I laugh at the cinema I, by I myself all the time. Laughing Fuck it. loudly. There was uh, small audiences, like when I saw it, um, but it still got big laughs. Um, I won't spoil which which line, but there, there's there's a really great joke. Uh, is it Jessica Henwick? Is that her name? Is that her name? Uh, which character? Uh, Peggy. Brady's oh, yeah. assistant. She yeah. was in Iron Fist and a bunch of other stuff. She's great. Jessica Henwick. Um, she's in Game of Thrones. She's a line in this and it's it's delivered very, very well. Do you know which moment I'm talking about? I I can guess a couple, but I don't want to ruin it for Kev if he's going to see it. Sweatshops. But I, That's all I'll say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people yeah. got oh, big laugh. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, she's brilliant. Jesse she's Hammett. great. She was, yeah. uh, she, she was, to be honest, the only good thing in Iron Fist. Yeah, she really was. That's you know, fair to say. She, like, yeah, yeah. like blatantly clear from from episode one. You know. Yeah. Was that Connie? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Good. To- I think the jacket gave her a bit more volume in Iron Fist. She's kind of gangly in this and awkward. Whereas I think, well, different character, I guess. You know. Right? It's just acting, but, uh, but good, to, but good to see her. Yeah, good to it's see, acting. It is good acting. To her, but I was good just to see like, her wow, doing something. Such different energies. So let's see her coming out with that Iron Fist thing. Because we terrified that we could just like. But she was one of the. You know, that was the thing as well. She was one of the fucking sand snakes in Game of Thrones who were not well received either. Yeah. Um, they're much well, cooler the, in the books, unfortunately. Ah. Um, she's great. The, the like I my laughing started people around me laughing like the first the first few things where i just like like this is so fucking funny i just was like i'm just laughing out loud and gradually as it went on people around me started getting more vocal in their laughter but like um it was weird imc cinema dunleary was where i went now i'm not a huge fan of cineworld i guess i'm just not a huge fan of outside cinemas even though i like cinemas um I'm not a huge fan of Cineworld. I've we've talked recently about the like a couple of experiences I've had where people have just been fucking disastrous. It's the people in the cinema. Um IMC Dunleary is just a fucking mess. It really is. Like years back, I sort of like I would always just go to the cinema that was near me and I was like, IMC's great. But eventually I realized that like only half the fucking speakers were working in any given room. And there was a few times in a row where I had to go outside and go, hey, the, the movie started, but the lights haven't come down. Or the movie started, but the sound isn't in line with the fucking movie. Oh, my God. You know, um, so I was just like, OK, I phased that out. Eventually, they refurbished and they, they, they started their IMC Galactic. And basically, they put in new chairs, but they feel like rubber and they look sticky. They're not sticky, but they look like they've been in a theme park for too long. It's not a step up to my mind. A, the set, the speakers now work, and they put this 
like decal up the length of the bill, uh, the screen in on a diagonal, but it's a paper printed decal, right? It's a thick paper that like they've pasted up like billboard style almost. So it's not a nice vinyl, great professional finish. It's somebody got a bit of like you know billboard style paste pot, old school, and it's bubbled, and. Mm. At the top and bottom of it, going up the diagonal, there's a black beading. And it is just like they went up to Woody's and got a couple of, like, two-by-fours, drilled a hole, and put screws in along the way. And it's... It's fine, but it just feels so DIY. And the minute they did that, they then went, IMC Galactic tickets. Five year more expensive than regular tickets. It's like, you're charging me to go to the you're charging me extra to go to the one screen that works your finish isn't good you're charging me because you fixed the fucking speakers and i went to this movie on thursday evening and the screen is like buckled so there's shadows on it there's two big dirty black shadows on it the house lights that are supposed to be like low level illumination for in case there's an emergency they didn't work so there was a big emergency exit, green bright light at eye level in the cinema, just glaring in across from the right hand side. Now, once the film got kind of bright, it wasn't as big an issue. But anytime it was dark, there's just this big green glow hitting you. The The popcorn was the dregs. The lads who were serving it looked disinterested. I like I know looked disinterested is a is a like you're doing service work. You know, you're not exactly over enthusiastic anyway. But the two Aiden guys that the were there. Aiden wants the peasants to smile at them. Yes. Aiden wants the peasants to smile. Aiden wants the peasants to be held to a uniform standard or something. Jesus it's just Christ. the whole place fucking felt. Into it. The whole place felt fucking shabby. It was so wrong from top to bottom as an experience. It was like, <clears throat> this is so weird. And you're charging me extra. And. They've they've done some sort of refurbishment again because they had an A4 piece of paper with like fucking whiteboard marker written on it. New Lux screens, L-U-X-X, five euro extra. And they've they've fitted out two screens. You should just stop going there. IMC Lux. Boycott it. I, I basically had. I basically had. And I just went down again. And I'm like, yeah, I've just reaffirmed my fucking decision. Like, this is ropey. They started as well, like, you've been there. The place used to be quite spacious. And the downstairs area where the toilets were, behind the escalator, they they put a new screen in. You know, they, they plastered up a wall, put a screen in, and it's there's maybe 15 seats go in there. And then when you get to the top of the escalators, again, there was a sort of open foyer area. And they went, we can jam another screen in there. And again, so now they have two additional screens that sit about 15 apiece. And it's just, it's just ropey, just ropey. I would just go to the lighthouse every time if I had something like that in Cork, but we don't. This is, this is the problem. It's like, I'm not, I'm not, I just, I do like a, I like a, like straightforward cinema. Lighthouse has a little pretension to it, but at the same time, you cannot argue the fucking place is well-maintained. The screens are good. The people are good. Um, We're going but it's to go also see pretty far from me. Mask of the Phantasm there on Wednesday. 
as much as anything, me ranting about the experience seeing Glass Onion is my way of covering Glass Onion without talking about the narrative of Glass Onion. Um, it's tricky to talk about. At the end of the day, yeah. it is. Are you going to go see a Kev or are you going to wait till it, it's out next month? Oh, Glass Onion. Um, if it was in the cinema for longer, I might be able to go see it. But uh, uh, I don't know if I'll see it, to be honest. I don't know. Uh, I really well, loved was, the first one. Though. It was so much fun, and I just I don't know. I I I, I recommend it. Yeah, I, I cannot I cannot picture the individual that wouldn't like it. It's just too much fun. Also, in movie news, did you see the new trailer for is it Disney or Pixar's Elements? I saw the teaser no. poster for it. I didn't watch the trailer. <laughs> Some somebody posted a picture of the trailer and then just like did every Pixar movie since Toy Story. I was like, what if toys had feelings? What if feelings had feelings? What if elements yeah. had feelings? I was just like, yeah. <laughs> I, I've never. I've always been honest. I've, I'm not a huge Pixar fan. Um, uh, I like I totally... and Soul. And a lot of Soul was down to Reznor's soundtrack. Soundtrack. Uh, I really, I, I like really enjoy, but I don't. I'm not a Pixar fan. I'm, I, I've never been. Never. I love them. Uh, I find sequels are a little bit less. Uh, yeah, fun than say the first one, of course. You know, I really like Pixar yeah. movies, but uh, I, I don't rewatch them too often or anything like that at all. But I, I absolutely love the experience of them, and uh, I can, I, I, I can just, I can go there, I can enjoy it, and I can move on. But uh, I do look forward to, it. I, I'll, I'll always watch them. You know, The Incredibles was pretty like formative for me getting into animation. Like it came out and just as we were coming into college as well like I I would have liked all the Disney movies and stuff growing up but The Incredibles again it was it was the Fantastic Four it was a superhero movie mm. with a huge budget and again in an era where thing, superhero like, movies I, for, were for really those exact reasons I should have liked it and I don't I, I just I just don't I don't like it okay I, I, I enjoy that one the sequel I I could not fucking deal with again sequels is just diminishing returns I guess but um Sorry, trailer for Elements. I only realised it's out. Oh, I didn't realise it's out. Oh, I watched it tonight. I watched it tonight. I, I'm I'm excited for that. I'll be honest with you guys. Um, I think I started spotting little clips of it on TikTok and was like, "Oh, did somebody get a like a pre screening?" And it's like, "No, they just it's it's out." It's out yeah. So, I watched something recently uh, with Ema. I must ask her what it was because I can't remember. Maybe you guys might know if I say it, but uh, a group of people. End up going to a house trying to solve a murder, and Agatha Christie was there. Agatha Christie was this there. This is a fever dream. <laughs> Could be a dream. That'd be so weird, wouldn't it? And she was like, uh, she was a bit weird, and she'd made everybody tea. <laughs> and like, these people weren't meant to, they were like, I think they had showed up. Do you know what? Unprompted. I know exactly what you're talking about. I do know what you're talking about. Well, I think I know what you're talking about. There is a movie that's like a, a pre-Agatha Christie, Agatha, like it's it's sort of like a quasi-origin murder story. I kind of know what you're talking about. I'm also thinking of the Doctor Who episode where they encounter Agatha Christie and, and a bunch of stuff, but there's a, there is a film. Um, I don't know why I watched this, but like, I don't know, I don't know why Agatha Christie was in it she was like it was it was like she was done comedically you know i think she was like meant because mm. like you know with agatha christie uh i don't know if this is fact but uh, it might be just more of an urban myth uh she started to kind of like lose her i think she kind of had dementia or something towards the end 
so there was a Radio Lab episode about that, um, where somebody had taken. Oh yes, you said this before actually, and put it into An whatever AI fucking thing. algorithm, and it looked at the use of vocabulary and the, the like, literally like the number of words and the complexity of the sentences, um, from her through all of her writings, and towards the end, the the vocab dropped hugely and the complexity of the sentences. And the last book is kind of all over the place and about a writer with dementia. Yeah, fair. There you go. Um, I don't know what I, I don't know what that was. We watched with uh, with that in it. Um, I hope it wasn't a dream because then I I'm 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 slowly starting to to not be able to distinguish the reality from my dreams. Um, I I really do want to figure out what that is. Um, because I. Uh, I have a notion of it. Agatha Christie and the Curse of. See how they run. Is that is that oh is that one? Is it see how they run or whatever? There's just a Ronin, Sam Rockwell one. Is Agatha Christie in that? Yes. Brian, you've seen that movie. Is Agatha Christie in that? I started watching it. I didn't watch all of okay. it. Okay. What's that movie called? So you're saying uh, see how they run, and um, that's what I thought. Oh, that's what you thought, is it? You were talking about until you said Agatha Christie's in it. I'm like, oh, is she? So I, you could be right, because um, it's okay. Um, the movie I was thinking of, I think, is called Agatha and the Midnight Murders, which is about you know Agatha Christie as a novelist, kind of murder she wrote basically. You know, here's a mystery writer, and she goes somewhere, and a murder happens. Um, uh, I started watching the Santa Clauses on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, we don't need to talk about that. We don't need to talk about that. Give me, give me, give me, give me. I give you thirty seconds. We're, starting, I'm starting the timer. You can start um, talking um, before I, 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 the timer, but I'm stopping. I, I loved Tim Allen growing up. Uh, Home Improvement was a a, a favorite show. <laughs> uh, Toy Story and uh, 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 the Santa Claus was a favorite movie. I love it. It doesn't quite hold up anymore. The Subsequent sequels are garbage, but at the end of the day, I guess you do have to go, they're just kids' movies. Um, what I'm finding funny, and I'm going to relax a bit because your timer can eat my dick. Um, the What I'm finding funny about the... He's, he's going to cut me off. I can't believe it. Um, the, what I'm finding funny about it is the kind of right-wingness of the, the first episode. That's, not funny. That's not funny. That's not funny. It was weird. It was. It's not that it's particularly right wing, but it's it's stuff like, oh, you can't say anything these days. You know, I can't call a kid naughty. We can't give them bread. Like, it's it, they go through every like naughty. There's a scene where they're going through kids that are being naughty, and she's going like, no, that's uh, ADHD. No, that's dyslexia. No, that's that's uh, is is you know they come up with reasons to explain the behavior, and it's like that's probably that's demons in her blood. But no, that, that that's probably like. Yeah, there's a lot of misbehavior in children that's down to, like, how they're engaged with as people. And it's funny that they just decided to write a scene taking swings at that as, like, oh, I can't say anything. Also, the joke just doesn't work because he's a magical being, you know? Mm. He's supposed, like, if, if he can see everybody around the world at all times, then he's probably, you know, he's supposed to know what's in their soul. Right. Yeah. Mm. So he knows if somebody, you know, does something that maybe not is the best behavior, he knows, well, that's a good person. But, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense for it doesn't it doesn't make sense for a magical person to be kind of complaining about diagnosis. He's kind of relishing putting he's, people he's, on the he's, naughty. He should be outside of yeah. 
time and science and and psychology you know um it's it just doesn't work it just falls apart the second it did but i'm just i'm just frustrated with seeing what i assume is tim allen's politics creeping in or or you know uh, catering to an audience more so than his politics i guess because i mean he always had that you know man 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 vibe to him but um i mean that's why he sucks that's why everything he's ever done has sucked because he sucks he did he's, he's the, always uh, sucked ex-con does it there's a there's a there's a bit where he's like you know you can't even say merry christmas anymore it's it's that sort of shit i guess we're trying uh, to and you're supporting relevant. it by watching it yeah you piece of shit um, but they're making it relevant it. don't support it to like Just don't that, watch. that you can't say Merry Christmas thing is twenty years of fucking, but but the thing is but the, but the thing is the thing your is, viewing right, I, endorses but it. what I would say though I would say maybe maybe and I just is like benefited out here because I've not watched the show maybe it's there's press. an arc that he has to overcome to realize that like it's not about Christmas Christmas it's about treating people with respect and kindness and love and all that kind of stuff you know maybe Santa's on an arc of self discovery. No, no, he's just a bigot. Fair, fair. He is, he is the whitest of white guys. <laughs> it's Santa. I'm not saying he's a bigot, but it's it it's lost a lot of. It's lost. Fuck's sake! I am overthinking this. Um, well, it's not the, the initial conceit of the initial conceit of the Santa Claus movie was us from a real person experiencing a sort of magical context. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And now they've layered in so much nonsense magical MacGuffinry and dogma that it's just like it's weird there's so many props and like this thing indicates the kind of Christmas spirit that's live and this and it's it's just anyway look fuck it if kids enjoy it leave them at it I suppose not if it's putting right wing propaganda in their brains this is true also um there is a character, and again, I'm, maybe I'm overthinking this. One of the elves. Can we stop talking about it? One of the elves is the one that's calling Santa on his diagnoses. Like, oh, they're not naughty, it's this. Oh, it's not naughty, it's this. It's not naughty, it's this. And in the space of one scene, he says, okay, well, you're in control, then what do we do? And she then goes on a fucking mad power trip in the space of, like, 30 seconds. And it's a weird comment on, like, like... Don't put women in charge. Again, it feels... Don't put women in charge, but also the Peterson kind of, like, a, a liberal agenda is just as fascist. You know, that sort of vibe of, like, if you let liberals in charge... These people are just as bad as us. Yeah. Just as bad as us. It's weird that they did it inside of 90 seconds, and I'm annoyed that I was able to see it. Um, I'm happy that I could see it, but I'm also, like, I know too much of that argument that I could see what they're doing. You know what I mean? I'm annoyed that I know that that argument yeah. exists. I might skip anyway, it. I might skip it, yeah, to be honest. No, you got to watch Do all nine episodes. Skip we talk it because your watching is an endorsement. Yeah, true. Even if you don't like it, Tarrant they say it people and, watched it. It's great. You know, people hate watched it. Mm. Brilliant. The um, just don't watch. Don't watch. Yeah. Um, poor old uh, Tommy, the White Ranger, passed away this week. I read the note left by the guy who shot up the Walmart, and it's fucking deranged. The guy who shot oh, up his own employees. I don't know that. Yeah. What's, what did he say? 
When did this happen? Uh, like just this Wednesday week, or Thursday. Like, yeah. Um, like Monday was the gay shooting, and then Thursday, yeah, Wednesday, Thursday was the Walmart one. The manager at Walmart. Oh, he was a Walmart manager. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Shot a bunch of employees, then killed himself. Um, and like the start of the start of his last. I don't know how he left it. It was there's emojis in it, so it was on some type of note or something. But uh, he's just talking about you know. All the people around him with low intelligence um, and people talking shit behind his back and his phone's been hacked. But then he also spells orchestrated like orca, O-R-C-A, and then straighted like mm. straight. So, you know, not the brightest himself, but delusions of grandeur. Well, uh, as a person that uh, has delusions of grandeur, typos happen on apps. That's not a typo. Uh, anyway. <laughs> orchestrated is not a typo. I suppose you're right, yeah. Jay. You have to type each of those letters yeah. plus even I know how to spell that word <laughs> hmm. uh, but, could but, you do it now please <laughs> no, hold on no o don't put it that's R awful C H <laughs> I'm just playing Kev. I'm just playing oh uh, you know what I would have spelled it like that I think it was it but I would have spelled it like that um, oh, I was right. O R C H. So I was yeah. yeah. You got it right. Yeah. yeah, you got the important yeah. part right. Yeah. E S T R A T E. I would have actually. I would have. Be honest. What is that the right? I know, dude. And, I know. And, it's, and, it's, it's the minute you put somebody on the I know, spot, but, they uh, panic. But <laughs> Brian, but Brian knows, and I'm sure you know as well, uh, it, uh, for sure. But uh, Brian knows over the years as well that uh, if I do not know a word, I will say it and ask. You know, I'm always just like, yes, okay, what does that oh, mean? Yeah. yeah. But um, look, yeah, it, my, my point being, I like, complain about somebody like saying everybody around you is like of such low intelligence. Yeah. And then, to, then, to then and, and to think them. to think that people are orchestrating things against you, and then to spell it. Mm orchestrated is just yeah. misspelling it but itself then, is fine but complaining of the low intelligence of the people around you uh, and then he just goes on to talk about demons and all sorts of stuff and then justifying what he's about to do um just fucking lunacy fucking disturbing so kind of i was saying the emer but emer was saying they just need the bad guns at this stage or you know she was just like do what australia did bad guns blah blah I think though they'll ban. They could ban guns. I don't think that's not gonna. I don't think that's gonna stop massacre killings. Uh, I think there'll be bombings or there'll be whatever. I think there's just something in the water. Well, I think there's a degree of. I mean, I look. I, this is me being hopeful. Is that we? Australia is the example where they had mass shootings and they banned guns and the number of mass shootings dropped. They had one. Massive. They had one massive mass shoot, mass shooting. Yeah, that was horrendous. Yeah. And thirty five people were killed. Say, or saying that it would switch to something else in America, I don't. I don't know that that's maybe that's fair. Maybe don't you know? include that in the pub. Like yeah. you now, you now need to be. It, it, it's now, the rather than being some random person that goes and buy a gun, uh, a, a thing that you know can kill a lot of people yeah, like, really quickly you know, a, a clip is about 30 rounds and you can empty it in seconds seconds and yeah. it's like the the harm that those rifles can do is like the, that the, the, guy the, who the, stuck himself up in a hotel room in vegas do you remember that yeah man so bizarre took hours to prepare patiently bringing stuff up to the room and all that kind of stuff and they still don't know why he did it you know i almost feel like he did it to try and like, it, I, if I was writing a motive for that, it's the it's the weirdo who's like, I'm going to make them ban guns by showing that, that you the is, worst case a scenario. Right wing theory. A theory that it was 
that it was to it try was, and it was people. a lefty kind of move to to try say okay enough is enough um mm. and it's especially given the the choice of targets that it was yeah it was that a country music festival or something yeah. So, yeah and like one of those country western artists that was singing is very pro-gun and has been very outspoken about being pro-gun and then after after that experience he was just like i had guns i had fucking whatever he's like but no one had a fucking clue what the hell was going on where the fire was coming from and me having a gun in that situation just made things worse or harder or i think he's so anti-guns now after being in it you know um, but there was loads of people that had guns and stuff at it, and just there was just there was like there was they couldn't do anything. It was just like who's who's fighting who's firing at who? Like it was a clusterfuck, you know. I mean that that last school shooting, there was people there on the scene with guns, and they were too fucking scared, to cowardly go to. to well, they act. didn't. They didn't know what to do. Yeah. yeah so they, they're, 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 just, there yeah, was no justification like... anymore because anybody who still wants a gun for whatever their reasons. Can still get one, yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's the it's like here, and it's it's everything yeah. else around it, yeah. And and the argument that like, man, it's so much easier to get a gun than it is to know how to make an effective bomb. Um, you know? and, and the oh, fact I, as well, I I think this um the the shooter before that, a couple of days before that, I think had, I think they'd been banned from. They, 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 I don't know. They, they still don't know the full details, but they were saying that they got their weapon through some loophole. They possibly even faked their death or something like that. So they, because they, Jesus. they, they wouldn't have passed whatever checks are there at the moment, and but they still got a got around it, you know. Um, I have played the Dark Picture anthology. Uh. Their new the first one, or? one being, so the first one was Until Dawn, but that's not technically part of the that company. They went on to kind of do an anthology. I played uh, not the latest one because okay. I think the latest one is called Hotel or something like that. There's some, something um, to do with a hotel, yeah. Yeah, I played the one just before that, House of Ashes, which is kind of uh, it's actually like I I love these games; they're quite fun. Um, House of Ashes, uh, House of Ashes, I think it was called. Uh, Aiden, do you know? Are you aware of these games? Um, I think. You, what did you say? Until Dawn. There. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm aware of Until Dawn, but I don't know the rest. So the of premise them. of these games is Brian will probably be able to articulate it better than I. But the present, the, pres- uh, the idea of these games is uh, you have a you have a you have a group of characters, maybe six or seven characters, uh, and it's you have to try and make them survive till the end of the game. Uh, it's kind of like it's done in a very kind of like click and point type scenario to a degree even though you're walking around you're looking for glues you're trying to put things together you're trying to make you get you can pick up like you know collect different things uh you, you'll often get premonitions of possible deaths that could happen to your crew or yourself or whatever and it's trying to make decisions to avoid those type of scenarios and then if your character dies they die the game just moves on like it's, it has it kind of goes in a different narrative you know but uh it's really really good and i played that one at the weekend and I, I hope to play the other one but maybe over Christmas I'll play the other one over Christmas but they're good fun games uh, they're kind of co-op so you can kind of just you'll just kind of put in two players and randomly assign yourself to whatever characters you know in the game and then we'll just say oh Emer's turn Kev's turn Emer's turn Kev's turn it's good fun it's a really I, I think it's a good kind of like 
get a few people together and kind of play a game because you have to kind of be invested in the story and can make quick decisions and like I said there's consequences you know cool I, I just wanted to move on from the, uh, the <laughs> oh I understood yeah. entirely yeah 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 so we can use and so stuff. how many people do you shoot in the game <laughs> all the people um, all the people the latest one was about uh, basically you're Americans and you think you found Saddam Hussein's weapons of mass destruction uh, and then you go into it and it turns out it's just an old kind of like uh, temple of some sort that housed essentially bat slash kind of vampire type creatures spooky good fun from scares in it and there's always like there's always a famous actor in the game. There's always a recognizable oh, Rami Malik is in Until Dawn, isn't he? That's fucking yeah, crazy. And, like and Hayden Hayden Terry. Oscar winner. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um Did I um again going to, to Brian here, I saw somebody who like with a list of like here's the next four phases of Marvel movies. Oh great. Leaked. I don't know that it was a leak, but like it was just a list or a, a year by year order of of things coming out. Did you see that, Brian? Not sure. Was it recent? Or? Why? I just saw it during the week. Um, like it had what? like Moon Knight season two on it and okay, the no, Ghost Rider thing. No. And um, why are you, like, why are you excluding I, me from this? The fuck. <laughs> uh, because Brian uh, is uh, uh, he's got his ear to the street, you know. Um, he streets ahead. He hears things. To to he streets ahead. We're making it work. We're making it happen. Um, he, I feel like if Brian doesn't know about it, I was watching some loony. You know what I mean? Fair. And it's not real. Fair. That's fair. Um, that's why I phrase it like that. I guess. Uh, like there probably will. I think Oscar Isaac was asked recently, and he kind of hinted that there will be more Moonlight, but nothing's confirmed yet. There's there's some show coming up. Soon. I thought they were filming already. No, I don't think so. No. There's some show coming up soon, CCXP or something like that, CXP, that Marvel have a 40 mi- 45 minute presentation or panel or something on. and C2E2 some- or something, is it? CCXP or something like that, I think. Okay, okay, sure. okay. Um, yeah, sorry, bro. Yeah. They're expected to make a couple of announcements at that, but there's a lot of it. There definitely will be some, will be some announcements, but nobody really knows whether they're going to be big reveals or is it just going to be, you know, just a little more info on stuff we're already See, I, I think, aware of. I, yeah, mm. I I think there's no more big reveals, really. I mean, I don't think you can big reveal at this point. You're just naming heroes that we don't know yet. You know, like, and and by that I mean uh, they, they're, they're kind of expected to announce another Tom Holland Spider Man. So we might get that announcement soon. Um, we might get some. But do we do we think for a second that was not coming? Well, it's it's not. Yeah, it's it's potentially not because we haven't heard anything yet. You know, mm. um, they kind of wrapped it up, but they could leave it there where they left it. Um, but they're expected to to announce yeah. something soon. Um. I saw some Hemsworth talking about like, you know, what it would take to bring me back to Thor, and it's like, I think pre Love and Thunder, every interview you said, I would do Thor forever. It's the movie that made me. I would love to keep doing it. Like there, there was a whole vibe of like, 
there was a whole I remember li- like liking the sentiment so the phrasing I can't remember exactly but he was like this is the movie that made me I would play this character forever as long as they keep wanting to make Thor movies I will keep playing Thor and it's funny that post release of Thor Love and Thunder he's like yeah it would take a lot to bring me back we'd really have to change the tone we kind of went a bit like, okay well so, that's understandable he, you know like yeah, in terms of yeah how it went he has Alzheimer's he got some diagnosis of onset Alzheimer's no okay he has a higher potential of developing Alzheimer's than there are markers now that they can kind of see what type of person Mm. could potentially develop it but he's not guaranteed to Mm. but he he could potentially Mm. develop yeah so they said that people with this gene have developed Alzheimer's both you and your both your mother and your father have this which means you've got this gene from two angles so you are at a higher bracket of people but even then it's like they're not even 100% sure that 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 equals having that gene equals Alzheimer's you know it's just in the people that they've tested with Alzheimer's they see a higher frequency of this gene yeah but you know does it mean Alzheimer's we don't know I get you or am I misinformed and I'm talking shit it would give you a lot Either to way, think about, though. It, it would give you a lot to think about. And he said he was taking a little acting break. Um, it's a fucking bummer when you go to make a TV show about like the 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 power of the human body yeah. and you know how I've built my career on it and I love to surf and I love to climb and I'm I'm Chris Hemsworth around the world. The limitless nature of the human. Well, what 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 oh. what specifically about me? What? Yeah. Not the, mm. not the you know mm. genetic information he was hoping to find out about himself. No, he wanted to find out he was related to Thor. Specimen. He's a Viking. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he. Well, we wish him the best of luck on whatever path this takes him. Best of luck, Chris. Best of luck, Chris. He's a big. He's, he's a big fan. A few better Thor movies. He's a big fan of the show. Peaches off, Peaches off Twitter. I saw that. Yep. Lots of people off Twitter. He, did he go over to Mastodon? Yep. And I, he posted on Instagram as well. Did he close the account? He deactivated the account. I don't think he deleted it. But he deactivated it. He did say it. I wonder what he did back. I, w- I won't say any more than this, but... Glass Onion could not have come out at a better time, <laughs> given the given okay. the plot and subject I, matter. I it's on on point. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Johnson. He's he's obviously talking about a certain billionaire class generally, but it's yeah. impossible to but. not think it's specifically Elon giving just the week two weeks of blunders. The guy is fucking, you know. But who? Even if you're writing this a year and a half ago, what's the billionaire he's talking about other than Elon? Oh, Bezos. All of all of them, to be honest, because they, they they are. Oh, to be fair, I forgot I forgot about Bezos <laughs> in, in the middle of in the middle of what the last month has been. I forgot that Bezos existed, yeah. especially given that it was during pandemic Be- that you know it's taking place. Mm. It, it's it's all billionaires he's talking about, but it looks quite specifically like. So, do we have anything? Uh, do we have anything positive and upbeat and optimistic to end the episode on? It's almost Christmas. It's almost Christmas. It's almost Christmas. Um, we we'll see Batman Christmas. Mask of the Phantasm on Wednesday. Yep. 
I look forward to that. That's a Christmas movie, isn't it? I think there's a Christmas moment in it yep. at some point. My, my, um, I remember my dad. Now, I don't know if he'd, if he'd remember it as such. Maybe my brother's may. But, uh, oh, they released it at Christmas. Sorry. They did release it at Christmas originally in 1994 Was it? Yeah. I do remember some sort of Christmas connection. But I, I, remember, I remember my dad watching that and telling me, like, for ages, that was the best Batman movie. It was for a while. Yeah. I think he might I, he might still have the same opinion if he watched it again. But I do remember him kind of like, kind of even watching it on his own, you know? Like, as in, like, I, might, I could have come home, passed through the kitchen or the living room or something and seen Dad watching it and stuff. Yeah. Uh, he likes that one. I, well, like, at the time, it, it like, because there's a lot to the Batman animated series. It owed a lot to the Burton, the success of the Burton film. Mm. And then it kept some of that Burton seriousness, but also put this noiry and and the the excessiveness that you could do with animation at, at the time in terms of like effects and locations and stuff that you couldn't necessarily do with CG or without a huge budget in mm. those days. Mm. Um, uh, uh, just trying to come up with other things. Um, there's, I don't know. There, I guess there's Christmas parties galore. There's the 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 Christmas special for. Guardians is out now. Um, I have another Christmas show coming up on the 16th. Bag of Cats Christmas show. Christmas comedy show. Um, We're hoping to make that lots and lots of fun. We're going to try and build a little Christmasiness into it. Um, That's going to be at the Pierce Centre on Pierce Street. We've put the tickets online at five euro because this is the first place we've gone where we have to rent the venue so mm-hmm. we're saying five euro it's byob uh use the code christmas cats x m a s cats x xmas cats to get 30 percent off your ticket um so that's a that's a uh, podcast pro- ex- exclusive discount sure <laughs> we got a promo we got a promo code anyway um promo code is xmas cats to get 30 percent off your tickets um, it's at the Pierce Center um, on the 16th. It's going to be great fun. Uh, I'm doing an improv show in Bewley's on Grafton Street on the 19th with a, a bunch of other people. That's going to be fun as well. Can you send actually some of these dates into one of our group chats because I'll try and make it to, to some of them. Send me a few dates because uh, whatever shows you have planned for the rest of the year because I would love to go up to see them. Oh, is there anything else? No, that's all about me, really.